Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Everybody doing okay? Here we are at Men's Breakfast, another uh, second Saturday of the month. Uh, Let's go ahead and approach the Lord in prayer, and let's just believe Him for revelation. Father in heaven, we we thank you for this time that that the men uh, can gather in your name and that we can sit under the sound of your voice. We know that you speak to us through the word of God. And so as we hear the words of truth from your book, from the Bible, Lord, that you are speaking to us. Lord, help us to pick up some things to apply to our life. Help us to to shine light, Lord, upon our path. And we thank you for doing it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, have you got your Bibles this morning? Uh, going over to Matthew uh, chapter 6, verse 33. You guys know this verse. And uh, we're going to start here this morning. The Lord has a direction for us to go, and we'll just begin here in Matthew 6, 33. This is a scripture that uh, back in the day we adopted this scripture kind of as a keynote scripture for the church. In fact, at one time we even made t-shirts that had the church logo on it and name. And then below we had Matthew 6.33. So this is what Jesus is instructing us to do. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. So he's, he's telling us that, that you and I, we're in a new kingdom now. We're in the spiritual kingdom of his dear son. We're in the kingdom of God. And he tells us to seek that. So he says, seek first the kingdom of God. And then he says, and seek something else, my righteousness. And then he says, all these things shall be added unto you. And in the, this chapter 6 of Matthew is, is talking about having your needs met. Is talking, you know, about the birds of the air and the, and the, the, the flowers in the field. And uh, Jesus was telling his disciples, saying, look, do you see how God takes care of all the natural things on the earth? I mean, the, the bird never goes hungry. The, the fields, uh, the flowers in the field, they always bloom and, and have, you know, plenty of, uh, you know, growth and productivity. And he goes on and says, how much more will my father take care of you? And then he comes down and he gives us the key to success in life. He says, if you'll seek my kingdom and my kingdom ways first, notice what he says. Then all these things, and he's talking about natural things, what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, where we're going to sleep. He says, then all these things, these natural things will be added unto you. And so he's really giving us the... the, the key to being successful in life. When we seek Him, we get Him, but not only do we get Him, but we get all of the provision of taking care of all of our needs. Now, 
I think it was maybe a year ago, a year and a half ago, I was uh, listening to a uh, teaching from uh, Andrew Womack. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of him in, in the last several years. In fact, I've got like three or four teachers that I listen to, and he's, he's one of them. And so he's going along, and he's talking about the kingdom of God and, uh, and how we need to live in that kingdom. We need to be in that kingdom, applying the principles of that kingdom. And then he made a statement. He says that, that there are two attributes or two characteristics we need to have to be successful in living in God's kingdom. Two characteristics, two attributes that we need to possess in order to be successful living in God's kingdom. So when he said that, I'm, th- you know, I'm trying to think of what the answer is before he tells us. <laughs> so think about it. What, what two things do you think that the Lord would tell us, two characteristics, two traits that we have, two attributes that we have, that would give us success living in God's kingdom? Because if we seek it, he said all things will be added unto us. So, so I'll, I'll just tell you what I thought since nobody's raising their hand or saying anything. <laughs> the first thing I thought about was love and faith. Yeah. Thing I Is that what you thought of? Yeah. First Anyone else? Thought, th- first thing I thought of was faith. Faith. That's right. And you thought of faith? Too. You too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so I figured, oh, I know where this sermon's going. I just will shut it off. You know, no, I didn't say that or think that because I, I admire Andrew Womack. He's tremendous. Now, I've been listening to him for over 40 years. I still remember when I was moss rocking up on that, that acreage to the south of your property that you guys now own. And I'm moss rocking out there. And I had this little cassette player that also had an AM radio. And I'd have my headset on, and I'm out there moss rocking, picking rock off the mountain. And back in that day, it was like the height of the uh, Word of Faith movement, the teaching movement. And Andrew was on radio. And I used to, li- I used to tune into his station every day in the morning. And back then, the, they would run them for 15 minutes. Yeah. And uh, I'd listen to him every day. And that's one of the areas that helped me to, to learn about faith and, and trusting God through his Word. So anyway, so I thought faith and love. And it just blew me away that I was way off. He says in order to live and be successful in God's kingdom, you have to have the characteristic of humility and morality. Humility and morality. And that just, it kind of woke me up for a second. You know, isn't love the most important thing? Right? Isn't, isn't faith the most important thing? And then when he got into this teaching, I started to see that these two characteristics, humility and morality, is what prepares the soil of our heart in order for faith to work, in order to be able to walk in love. And I got it. I I need to concentrate on humility 
and I need to concentrate on morality. Because even though that we've been made righteous as a free gift, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, we also need to reflect that righteousness by right living. And that's morality. Yeah. Morality. So this morning, because I know, uh, you know, we could talk about this for several hours, I was going to try and get this done in 20 minutes. So uh, how about we just look at humility real quick, and then next month we'll look at morality, all right? So what is humility? Humility is uh, unpretentiousness, modest, meek, or being teachable, and having an unassuming nature. I was thinking of the word humble. Humble, right. Humility is being humble. Going over to uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Now, especially for us men, humility is an interesting attribute and characteristic to develop because God, God has made us, uh, He's made us in such a way because we are really, the, we, we protect our loved ones. We're providers. We're, we're the ones that are standing at the door, you know, protecting the household. And so our He's placed within us the attributes where if, if something needs to be confronted, we're the ones that are going to do it. And so pride comes into that. Men, for the most part, are more prideful than women. And it has to do with how God made us, how He made our humanity to fulfill our responsibility you know, to our spouse and, and, and in our home. So I know that uh, this is an area that I have to work on every day, is humility. Because I don't know if you're like me, I know it all. <laughs> right? Anyone else here this morning, you know everything? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, hello. We've, we've been there, done that. But that's something that we need to bring under restraint, Right? And control, Because look what it says here in Ephesians 4.1. It says, Therefore, as a prisoner of the Lord. That's kind of an interesting thing for Paul to say about himself. What's he really saying when he's saying, I'm a prisoner of the Lord? He's saying, Lord, I'm under your authority. Isn't that, isn't that humility right there? That's being humble, isn't it? He's not like, yeah, it's Paul again. I'm talking to you. You know what I've done around here? You know how many churches I've raised up? You know how many people I raised from the dead? Hello, you better be listening now because this is Paul. No, he, he's, he, he's right out of the gate. He's saying, I'm, I'm, I'm a servant. I'm representing God. Here's what he has to say through me. Complete, completely different tone and attitude, isn't it? He says, I urge you to walk in a matter which is worthy of the calling to which you've been called. And then he tells us which way we should walk. He says, I want you to walk with all humility, all gentleness, and all patience. And when you do that, you're going to be getting to bear up one another in love. And you're also going to create an atmosphere of unity and a bond of peace.
So you and I, we've come out of the world. We were trained by the world. And yes, this world for centuries has been run by men. Pretty much, yep. right? Run by men. And so we've been, we've been trained up in that atmosphere of being prideful. Don't you remember when you guys were in high school and, you know, and you had to have school spirit? And, you, you know, we, we developed this pride in our football team and our basketball team, you know, whatever our school was doing in the way of competition, you know, we're real prideful of our team. I mean, I'm still that way with the Broncos. Right? Not me. And, <laughs> I mean, didn't you notice within just minutes of Joe being here, he told you that he's from Texas? Yep. Well, that's because they have a class in school that they have to take on Texas. You have to know the history of Texas. Yep. And they're very prideful of their state, and they should be, right? And so we were trained that way. You always hear me talk about Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Right? How many times do I drop that into the conversation? Because I'm proud of that, right? That's where I was born. And so in the world, pride is everywhere. And so we've been influenced by that. And so look here in Proverbs 16, 18. Proverbs 16, 18, you remember this one. You might not know where it is in the Bible, but you've heard this before. And I'm reading from the King James Version. And Proverbs 16, 18 says that pride goes before destruction. Couldn't we say it this way, that you're walking towards destruction if you're walking in pride? You're going in that direction. See, a lot of things in life don't happen automatically. Amen. We start heading in a certain direction by the way that we think, the way that we believe, and therefore the way that we act. And we start going in a certain direction. Well, we're going to end up there sooner or later. And if I act in pride, it's taking me in that, in that direction where I'm going to suffer loss. I'm going to suffer destruction. And it says that, that, that it's a haughty spirit. Haughty, prideful, self-centered, self-involved spirit will lead you in the direction of falling or failing. So pride, the lack of humility, pushes us away from God and His blessings. Let's look at uh, 1 Peter. I know this is so exciting. I hear you just cheering on the inside of yourself. Give me more. Give me more. Uh, 1 Peter 5.5. 5. It's interesting that, um, that in order to be successful in God's kingdom, there's, there's a lot of worldliness and worldly ways that we have to abandon. Because God's kingdom is nothing like the world. Amen. I mean, think about it. Th think about how J Jesus conducted his ministry. Many times, if, if you look at the natural in the way he reacted to certain situations, he seemed to be weak. He, he seemed to be, you know, tolerant of things that, he, that, that you and I, you know, wouldn't be so apt to be tolerant to. 
I, I mean, think about the, the false trial that he was, you know, had to come under. Amen. Being accused of something that he didn't do. And, and, be, and, and come before political leaders and questioned and talked down to. And yet, he responded in, in a humble way. I mean, for goodness sake, they came to arrest him. And Peter lopped off the ear of, of one of the soldiers. And then he went and healed the guy's ear. And then he made this statement, don't you know that I could just call on thousands of legions of angels to come? To rescue me, and we're th I'm thinking when I'm reading that, well, yeah, why didn't you do that, Jesus? <laughs> why didn't you come off and show him who you are? Because he knew that the plan and the walk that he was on and what he was going towards to obtain was more important than that moment Amen. of being silent, being humble, Amen. and being meek. Amen. See, a lot of times we have to look at the end game to get through what we're going through in the moment. The end game is always more important. That goal, what we're trying to obtain, yep. what we're trying to accomplish Amen. is more important than me getting my way today. Does that make sense? So here in 1 Peter 5, 5, he says, Hey, you younger, you wet behind the ear guys. Submit yourself. It's interesting. Every time that you find this word submit or submission in the New Testament in, in reference to how we should behave, it's always something that we have to do. Yep. Yep. It says submit yourself. Amen. You see, it is just a side thought. You and I can't make people submit to, our, to us. That's right. I can't make my wife submit to me. I can't do it in such a way that I'm manipulating them and controlling them. Now, when it, when it comes to children, you know, hey, if you walk out of the, the boundaries of what you've been told to do by me and mom, then you will suffer consequences. But isn't that the way it is in the world? Yep. If I disobey the speed limit, don't I put myself outside the boundaries and I could be subject to penalty? Amen. Like I was coming to church this morning, I'm doing 65 on this back road over here. You Don't tell anybody. Ones, huh? Yeah, I'm one of the slow ones. I'm doing 65 on a 50 mile an hour uh, speed limit. And, and Mara looks over at me and says, you know you're doing 65, right? And I'm going, am I really? I look down, sure enough, I, so I had to slow it down. I had to submit myself to the speed limit. She couldn't do it. She couldn't make me slow down because I had a hold of the steering wheel and it was my foot that was on the gas pedal. So he's saying that. Submit yourselves to the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Look at this. And see, you'll, you'll see submission and humility. They're kind of like cousins. <laughs> right? Yep. They're kissing cousins here. Here he says, submit yourself. And now he says, be clothed with humility. And it says that God resists the proud. Why is that? If I'm prideful, why would God resist me? I thought he loves me. Why would he go, okay, 
You're being prideful. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm backing off. Yeah. Why would he do that? Is, it, is he doing that to, to uh, you know, to get even? Is he, is he punishing me? The answer is real simple. Someone who is prideful has determined to do it their way. And once I determine to do something my way, then God has to back away because he'll, he'll respect my choice. I mean, think about it. 24 years, I resisted Jesus Christ. I didn't want him as my Lord. But he opened his arms anyway. And he never forced me to receive Christ. Amen. Amen. He had, to, he had to yield to my decision, my will, my choice. And so when it says that he resists the proud, understand he has to resist because of our decision. Not because it's his will to, you know, want to resist us. Yeah. Yeah. He's just submitting himself to our choice. So... It says that God resists the proud, but yet He'll give grace to the humble. What's humble? Lord, I can't do this on my own. I need your help. Yep. Here comes grace. Amen. Here comes. Can you see? This is an attitude we have to have to be in God's kingdom. <laughs> because I'm not going to be able to walk in faith to the level I need to. I won't be able to walk in that in love to the level I need to. If I'm prideful. So humility is really an important characteristic to have and really the only characteristic to have if I want to have God's help. So then he says in verse 6, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. And when you do that, He's going to exalt you. How? By giving you grace. Unmerited, unearned favor. Amen. We're blessing. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're just about there, guys. One more scripture. Look at Philippians 2, 3. And really, the key to the ministry of Jesus, or one of the keys to his ministry and its success, was because he was humble. Look what it says here in Philippians 2, 3. This is talking about Jesus. In Philippians 2.3, he says, Do nothing, or don't do anything, being motivated by selfish ambition or conceit. But be in uh, humility and count others more significant than yourselves. Isn't that interesting? Do you know that it's hard for me to do that? When I, in terms of my outer man, yep, yep. it was like uh, yesterday. Um, I was at, at line at uh, King Supers, and this line, there must have been I don't know fifteen people. <laughs> and so when I got at the end of the line, I'm going, I'm going to be here for a while. Yep. So I told Mayor, 
Go ahead, go shop, and I'll, I'll take care of this business. So I'm in this line and uh, just waiting, trying to be patient. Try is the key word in that <laughs> sentence. And all of a sudden, here comes this lady. And she's, got a, she's pushing a baby in, in, a, in a, you know, a chair, you know, where we call that a stroller. And she just starts, you know, going in front of everybody. And then she, you know, I was kind of blocking the path to get up to the counter. And so I moved out of the way and, and let her go by. And then she went and sat down on, across from the counter. There was two counters where everybody was, you know, waiting for. And so this one counter that was available... She got up and went to the counter. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, well, what just happened? Because here's 15 people, and she just gets in front of everybody and goes and sit down, and then she gets in front of all of us. And I'm going like this, you know. You know how we are. Wow. And I thought, to, you know, my mind's thinking, well, I need to ask the guy in front of me what just happened. Or maybe I need to go ask the lady that just walked in front of me what just happened. And then all of a sudden I go, you don't have to do anything. Just stay in line and wait your turn. And how many of you know that wasn't easy? I wanted to say something. I wanted to talk to a perfect stranger who's in line in front of me about what just happened. Well, isn't that being prideful? For all I know, her last name was Supers. I don't know. And her dad's first name was King. You know, King. Maybe she owned the place. I don't know. Maybe she had been at that counter a half an hour ago, and the lady says, well, you know, you don't have all the stuff. You need to go and get it and come back and just get in line. I don't know. And why do I have to know? Why would I think that I should know? Right. We deal with that all the time, don't we? Yep. Yep. It's pride. Now, I'm able to tell you that right now, and I won in that case. <laughs> but you know that there's other times that I have lost, right? But I'm working on it, just like you guys are. Amen. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He did nothing for himself. He wasn't selfish. He wasn't ambitious. He wasn't full of conceit. But in humility, he counted others more significant than himself. You see, he saw the end game. I'm here to die. I'm here to be a sacrifice. I am a lamb who's going to go dumb before its shearers or before the slaughter. And so I've got to maintain humility to accomplish what I'm on the earth to do. And you and I have a mission. You and I have an end game. You and I have a goal. That's right. And humility is one of the vehicles to get us there. Because that's how you live in the kingdom. Amen. It says of Jesus, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And he says, maintain this mind among yourselves. Keep that before you. Which is yours in Christ Jesus. Because Jesus found, even though he was in the form of God, he did not count 
equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself. Can you imagine that the creator of the universe emptied himself to become a man? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He created planets. <clears throat> and now he's putting himself under the authority of men. It says that when he found himself in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And so by doing that, God was able to exalt him. Thank you, Jesus. How? Through resurrection. Through resurrection. So, you and I need to see how important humility is and really look at ourselves in the right perspective. Kind of like Paul did. You know, I'm a prisoner. See, I'm, I'm really, if, I'm, if Jesus is really my Lord, then I'm going to let him make decisions for me. That's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow him to show me how I should act. It. how I should treat others, how, what kind of attitude I need to maintain, you know? And yeah, it may appear to others that I'm being weak, but I'm trusting in God to exalt me because I'm coming under Him. And He says, if I'll humble myself under the mighty hand of God, it says that He will exalt me in due season. Amen. I'd rather have that than for me to get my way. I'd rather, I'd rather like to have him have his way and forfeit my way. Amen. Because you know his way is always better. That's it. Yeah. That's how we got saved, right? We, we, we found out, hey, I can't save myself. <laughs> Isn't that what pride would say? I'm good enough. I can, you know... I'm not a bad person. I, I'll get into heaven. I'm good enough. I would have failed, right? Yep. But I went, wow. I'm not the hot rod I think I am. <laughs> Amen. I need, I, I need God. I need Him to exalt me. And so I bowed my knee to Him. Amen. Amen. So let's pray. Father. We want to thank you for the truth of your word. And I know that some of these things that we're talking about this morning, uh, that's not really what we wanted to put on our do list for today. Some of these things are, you know, not the easiest thing to do, especially when we view ourselves through the way the world sees us and how the world acts. But Lord, we're your children and you are our father. And we have chosen to humble ourselves before you to be saved. And if that's what brought us into the kingdom, then we must continue with that attitude of humility to be successful in your kingdom. Help us, Lord, to grow in these areas. Help us to, to lay down our ways, our desires, and to pick up your ways in those things that you have for us. And we thank you, Lord, that as we humble ourselves before, in due season, in due time, you will exalt us. Amen. 
We accept that right now. In fact, we lift our hands and say, thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that as we're humble, we are candidates to be exalted. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.